Hi there, my name is Christopher Perry. I am the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and this is the WCHL podcast. We're, uh, we don't have a lot, a lot of games to talk about because it's the holiday break. So instead, we have some special treats for you. We have some uh, player interviews. And first up, all the way from Tucson, Arizona, it's number 30, Anthony Churro. So let's hear some crunchy guitar, and we'll get talking to Anthony Churro. Hold on. there this is chris perry the commissioner for the western collegiate hockey league and it's our special pleasure to have on this edition of the wchl podcast the goaltender extraordinaire from uh the arizona wildcats all the way from the dirty t in tucson we have anthony churro on the line anthony thank you so much for making time tonight uh thanks for having me Wonderful. Well, hey, um, thanks for being on the podcast. We'd like to uh, get a little bit of uh, insight as to what's going on with Anthony Churro. I, you know, I hear an awful lot of, about you from your coach, and uh, so I figured, well, now's a good time after you come through with a big sweep over the weekend over UNLV. Let's get you on the uh, on the horn and uh, find out a little bit more about uh, Anthony. Does that sound all right to you? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, tell us, tell us how how did you get into playing hockey? I mean, we're you're from the Phoenix area, correct? Yeah, from Peoria. It's a, a suburb of Phoenix. Yeah, and uh, did did you uh, enjoy? Did you have you always liked hockey? Uh, was it the was it the Coyotes that got you into hockey? What? How did Anthony Churro find his way between the pipes? Um, I was kind of played everything when I was younger. I was playing baseball and just kind of trying to find a sport that I liked. Um, and my older brother started playing hockey and um, kind of just wanted to follow what he was doing. So I started out as a player when I was younger. And then uh, one of our games, our goalie didn't show up and I got thrown in net. And uh, <laughs> I did pretty well, so I stuck with it. And it's kind of all history from there. Now, it, it's my experience, Anthony, that goaltenders, when they play out, uh, were you a forward or a D-man? Uh, I was a forward. Most goaltenders like to skate out and like to play for it, and they usually have a a, a pair of sick mitts. Uh, are, you got a good set of hands on you? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> uh, I was more of a shooter. I could shoot the puck. I didn't really have good hands, but all shoot. right, all right. I can get gr- gritty down low because big body. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you, you you got conscripted into being a goaltender, and you did well, and you kind of stuck with it. How when was this? Uh, what you're ten, eleven? Uh Younger? I think I was eight when I started goalie, and then I was probably five when I started actually playing hockey. So wow, played player for three years, and then eight years old, it all it all started. There you go. And then, um, so did you play? Tell I, I don't know much of anything about the uh, high school uh, or the hockey scene when you're in high school age there in Arizona. Is there a high school league that you played in, or did you just have uh, to wait, play youth, and then go on to juniors? Yeah, I played youth and then went into juniors. There is a high school league. It's not very good. Um, I mean, it's starting it's starting to grow now because, um, I mean, hockey in Arizona is starting to grow, which is nice. Okay. But when I was that age, it, it wasn't very good. So I just played youth in, uh, in Peoria, and then from there I went and played juniors. And you went up to juniors to play, what, in the uh, Victoria League, was it? 
the Vancouver Island Junior Hockey League. There it is, the Vancouver. I always, you know, I see the the K, and that's what the Kootenay Junior, and then there's the yeah. VI, and for some reason, I never think of that as Vancouver Island. I always think of it as Victoria. But you played at Victoria, right? Yeah, but I was in Victoria for uh, three years. How was that? Uh, it was awesome. Uh, it was probably the best three years of my life. Um, I mean, other if, other than your time in Arizona, right? Yeah, I mean, I love it here, but I didn't have to deal with school when I was there, so that was nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was just, I mean, it was hockey, and that's all I had to worry about, which was nice. And Victoria is a beautiful place, so there's a lot of stuff to do and hike and. I mean, go fishing because it was right on the ocean. So there's, I mean, so much stuff to do, and you're always busy. So it was, it was awesome. Had to be a uh, um, a heck of a, a culture shock for you to go from the Phoenix area all the way up to uh, uh, BC and living on an island, huh? Yeah, it was definitely different. Um, it wasn't always sunshine like it is in Arizona. It rained, I think, ninety percent of the time I was there. Um, I mean, it didn't get too cold because it was on it was on the ocean, so it never got like super freezing, which was nice because I mean Arizona doesn't get cold at all, <laughs> so I mean, it wasn't too bad. But it rained, I think, uh, like I said, ninety percent of the time I was there for the three years. And the sun the sun didn't come out very often. Oh wow, wow! How, how did you uh, how did you end up in Victoria? Uh, I'm sure. You had uh, you probably had your your pick of places to go in terms of playing junior hockey. Um, what was it about the uh, Vancouver Island League or in Victoria specifically that uh, uh, re- reached out to Anthony and said, "Come here and play"? Um, I mean, I didn't have crazy amount of opportunities for juniors, um, but my youth coach uh, he actually coached at ASU for a little bit and coached one of the coaches in uh, the VI. So that kind of got me connected there. So then I went up to, I was started in Campbell river, which is up North on the Island. Um, which I was the coach that my youth coach coached at ASU. (laughs) That's confusing to say, but (laughs) who was that? Was um, that, was that DeAngelis? Uh, my youth coach was Jeremy Goltz. Oh, Goltzy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, he, he had the connection there, and uh, so I went to Campbell River. I played a game against Victoria, and, uh, and then I got traded to Victoria like the next day. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, I mean it was just kind of felt right because of the connection with Goltz and the people in the league, and then um, I mean it just all kind of fell into place getting traded to Victoria, and I mean I couldn't be happier. Since you played on on youth and you played for Goltz, you had to have been on team mission, huh? Yeah, yeah, I played there. I don't even know how long I was there for. It felt like wow. And then yeah, I, you know, Golti, he was uh, when we started off this conference. Um, or actually, I think it was might have been like right before uh, he was there at ASU, coach of the year um, for a little while, and then he uh, left there to become uh, focused solely on that team mission program. So, in in it's kind of I always thought it was kind of wild. Uh, Goltzi, a uh, U of A uh, alumni superstar, and here he is coaching at the uh, hated rival up at Arizona State. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Now he's, I mean, comes to alumni weekend, and I mean it's always against ASU, and it's pretty funny to listen to him talk. Yeah, very nice. So you started in Campbell River, played a game, got traded over to Victoria, and then you had quite the career in Victoria. Just looking up here online, it looks like. Uh, in the Vancouver Island, you had, uh, what, three years running? You had the best save percentage? 
Um, yeah. Two out of the three years, you had the best goals against, and two out of the three years, well, you were top goaltender your first year, and then you uh, ended up winning the, the VI championship your second year. Yeah, um, uh, it was a good run. Uh, I mean, our team was always good, so it I mean, definitely helped with my individual stats. Um, I mean, my first year I ended up getting hurt uh, halfway through the year, um, so that kind of sucked. But uh, the team, I mean, our team all three years was, I mean, we were top of the league or top two. Um, so, I mean, it definitely made it easy for me to play and have those good stats. Yeah, very nice. So coming out of uh, coming out of Victoria, um, did you have? I'm, I'm sure you were recruited to go play lots of places, um, or were you? Or was it just U of A and that was it? Um, there was a few places. Um, there was a f- couple. There, I think there's two NCAA D threes, um, and then there's I think maybe three or four ACHA D one teams. Okay, and um, I mean again, Golti got me the the hookup with Berman and I mean, it just kind of fell into place. Now, was there, you're, you're from Peoria right there in the Valley. Is there any, uh, was there any thought ever of going to uh, ASU? Um, there was, um, I never, I mean, I, from what I remember, I never got, they never reached out to me. Um, okay. So, I mean, I mean, there was that thought of staying. I mean, I could live at home, not pay any rent, which it <laughs> saved me a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but it just, they never reached out and uh, I'm happy where I ended up. Good, good. And so you're, you're down in at U of A. Did you know anything about, uh, U of A hockey before, uh, you went down there? I mean, did, had you heard about the big crowds or playing at the TCC or did you just have to get sold on it by Goldstein and then Berman? Um, I heard about it from Goldstein when he used to play here, which was, I don't know how long ago that was. Yeah, back in the um, dark ages, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, he told me about how they'd always sell out the TCC. Um, but then going, uh, I mean, didn't really know much anything past then until I started talking to uh, Coach Berman. Okay. Um, and he kind of told me about the crowds and um, did a visit, like did a visit of the school and the rink and everything. And then I just after that, it was I was for sure coming here. There was no. Nowhere else I'd want to go. Good. Good for you. Sounds like you got a little friend there in the background, huh? Yeah, my dog's going crazy right now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> we can, what's your dog, what kind of a dog do you have? Uh, he's a hound mix. I have no idea what he is. <laughs> but a mix of a hound. And he's in his cage right now, so he's not too happy. And he's, he's yours, and he's a good boy, and that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Well, what do you, so you, you chose to go to, uh, to U of A. And this is your your third year of playing U of A hockey. Um, what are you studying down there? Is what's, what's your major? Uh, pharmaceutical sciences. Holy smokes! So you're going to become a yeah. pharmacist, huh? Uh, yeah, that's the plan. We'll see see how it goes. Good for you. Good for you. You got to be uh, got to be really smart to know uh, know what you're doing there, huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of memorization. That's for sure. Okay. Um, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of uh, a lot of sleepless nights for sure. <laughs> so this is your third season at U of A. The first year you, um, um, you U of A had some success. That was the the first time I think under Coach Berman where they got back to the uh, ACHA national tournament. Is that right? 
I think it was the year before I got here. We got back. To oh, okay. the tournament. oh, there, there you go. That's that, that's my bad. But your first year was in uh, Columbus. Yeah, yeah, it was in Columbus, and it was um, you got to go the the second year and uh, the second year in Columbus, and um, what you ended up playing, you beat Missouri State, wasn't it? And then you yeah ended up playing Minot. Minot the next day. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. that, that's quite a deal. Yeah, it was. Um, it's pretty tough because a quick turnaround too because we played the night the last game the night before and then played mine out the next night so it was a pretty quick turnaround but I mean it, it's definitely an experience that um, I mean it's definitely a good experience that's for sure. Well, how 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 was that? Um, I mean compared to what you'd gone through or what you've experienced in uh, in your junior career, what was that playing at nationals like? Is the level of play Better, worse, the same? I'm not asking you uh, to rag on the ACHA, but I'm also asking you to just be honest. Um, I mean, it was pretty close to being the same, maybe a little better. Um, I think the ACHA is more skilled. Um, I mean, compared to junior, like my junior league, I think it'd probably be kind of like the compared to like the championship series, so the two best teams in the league. Okay. Um, I feel like it'd be that kind of skill level. Um, I mean, a lot of people rag on the ACHA of how oh, you play in the ACHA, but it's actually it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, like a, a hidden gem, an unknown uh, secret, if you will, in terms of the the quality of of play. And th- the reason I ask, Anthony, I know that in Victoria you played with uh, uh, a kid that's on your team now, Graydon Hull, right? Uh, he's at UCO, yeah. Oh, is he? Oh, is he at UCO as well? Yeah. Holes at, holes at, holes at, UCO? at UCO and Colbeans is at uh, UCO. Yep, and then Wade is here. Ah, there we go. Okay, yeah, yeah that was my mistake. <laughs> All right, why was I? I'm so I know that you had a bunch of kids from that from those those Victoria teams that are now playing top level ACHA D one. That's why I ask about the level of play if it's same similar. But you're just saying it's like the heavyweights going out. Yeah, I, I think it. I mean, kind of just kind of dependent on the team in our league. Um, I mean, some teams, I mean, the lower end teams weren't very good. Um, they, they just kind of, we, top teams would just blow them out. But um, towards my 20 bomb year, uh, it definitely, the parity of the league definitely got a lot better. So, I mean, okay, it's probably about the same, probably a little better. And then, um, uh, so you played in, in Columbus that first, uh, that first time, and the quality of play, as you said, was like in the VI. Last year you were of uh, U of A made it over to Frisco, and you lost in the first round to Liberty. Um, and, and I know that wasn't a very good experience because that was it was just kind of an ugly game there, wasn't it? Yeah, it definitely wasn't. Um, it wasn't my best game for sure, and I I don't think it was definitely not our team's best game. Um, uh, just, we didn't didn't show up the way we wanted to. And, um, I mean, it's a learning experience, which is, I mean, you got to take the positives out of the negatives. So I guess it's a, it's a good learning experience. Uh, I mean, we have, I think 95% of our team come back this year. So yeah, they left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And I think that's really, um, I mean, it's driving us this year. A motivating factor, I'm sure. 
Well, yeah, exactly. S- since you started um, in, in, you know, two and a half years ago uh, at U of A to now, I mean, has anything, have you noticed any change in the level of play or anything in the ACHA? Have, have teams gotten worse? Have they gotten better? Is it more of a gong show or, or is it more professional or is it still uh, the same? I think it's, I mean, it's still about the same as I, I mean, it's, I mean, some teams get better and then some teams, I mean, get worse. I mean, cause of guys graduating and, recruiting and stuff but um i think it's i think it's been the same for since freshman year um i mean it's always been professional i don't think it's um a gong show at all uh, so yeah i think it's it's mostly the same since my freshman year good good the um I, I heard a story and you can you can tell me if this is true or not but when u of a was driving out to frisco on the bus i heard that they took a, a wrong turn in el paso uh yeah, that yeah. Was, what what happened <laughs> um the bus driver took the wrong turn and uh we ended up at the mexican border <laughs> um, so it was it was a hassle that's for sure everybody have to get your passports out really quick and uh start speaking yeah, some espanol yeah i mean everyone i mean we didn't think we needed passports so no one had a passport <laughs> um, and the bus driver ended up crossing the border somehow so we had to get out and go through them to check our stuff serious Um, yeah so i don't know how he did that (laughs) um so yeah we all had to get out cross like he parked on it was weird like how he set it up there's like all the way on the other side of the the freeway so we had to walk across all the traffic that was stopped at the border and go inside and go through i guess I, i mean the the border security and they yeah. had to check our passports and then or not passports. I mean, we just had IDs. So they just took IDs, thankfully, or we would have been stuck there. And then they had to check our bus for, they had dogs on the bus and it was, just, it was a hassle. They had to check all your hockey gear and everything too. Um, they just kind of had the dog sniff around to make, I mean, just to see if it caught anything, but they, thankfully, they have to take it all out and search everyone's bags and do nope. all that. No kidding. Oh, I can't imagine having to unload a hockey bag. Number one, the poor dogs, if they had to smell a hockey bag, that would be awful. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. then if you had to unload a hockey bag there on the other side of the border, I'd be worried about getting uh, all of it back into my bag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. It, was, it was pretty crazy. It was definitely an experience that I don't want to have again. Yeah, well, that, that's not a good start to showing up in Frisco, is it? Yeah, exactly. And it, I mean, it pushed us back a few hours, like, I think probably an hour or two, too. So, oh my gosh. It just, it was, yeah, it definitely wasn't a good experience. Well, what, once you got to Frisco, how was that, though? I mean, was it okay? Other than the game itself, Nationals was, and here I am uh, asking you to pump the ACHA just a little bit because I thought it was a pretty good little <laughs> event. Yeah, I thought it was ran really well. Um, it was, the ring's awesome. Um, and I, I think, I don't think it really could do any better. Um, it's just a good, good uh, venue. And then, I mean, you could sit there and watch games all day if you wanted to, which is always nice. And uh, I mean, we stayed right across the street, the hotel there, so we could just walk back and forth, yep. which was also perfect. Cause then if you just kind of sit in the hotel, you could go watch games and kind of spend the day doing that. And then kind of going back after, after a few and kind of focusing in on our game. Very nice. Yeah, I thought the place was tricked out, and it was uh, what a nice little venue. 
in uh, U of A, uh, they're, they're known for having a, a good contingent of fans that travel with them uh, just during the regular season, let alone in the postseason. So I thought, uh, you know, it would be, uh, I thought it was a pretty nice little, uh, pretty nice little event, but then I'm very, very biased. So yeah, since I, I, I helped put it on, so yeah, I thought it was a good event. I, good. I mean, hopefully I'm, I'm assuming this year is going to be the same. So well, hopefully this year will be better. And, um, uh, Hopefully it won't be a repeat. Hopefully you'll take a, a left turn at El Paso, not a right turn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you won't have the same experience that you did last year in terms of uh, playing Liberty. So. Yeah. Um, I guess I it left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. So I, <laughs> I'm hoping it's not, not the same experience. Well, what had to leave a good taste in everyone's mouth from last year was uh, winning the WCHL championship. Uh, why don't you describe what that was like? I mean, did you, did you know that that was coming? Did you care? Um, uh, was, did, or was everyone just focused on nationals and this is just a, a byproduct of it? Um, I mean, it was definitely one of our goals at the beginning of the season, um, as a team to win the conference, um, and being the first one to do it at U of A, which the first team to do it for the hockey team is, I mean, it's pretty special. So. I think a lot of guys, uh, I mean, we were looking forward to it. And I mean, that was definitely a goal. And then after that was done, then everything kind of shifted to nationals. Um, but I think, I think everyone on the team, uh, wanted to do it for not just the the university, but wanted to do it for our our only senior with, uh, Charlie James. Uh, Mm -hmm. so I think it definitely motivated everybody just to, just winning the conference was awesome. And uh, you got to clinch it there at, at your rival's rink um, after uh, playing those guys. So that, that had to make it a little extra special, huh? Yeah, uh, doing it in their rink was was pretty fun. Um, and then we, I mean, we have a lot of uh, Phoenix guys on our team. So it was more of the fans were just our parents and uh, and family and some stuff. And it was it was pretty fun. The Oceanside, I know that the guy that runs Oceanside or the, the, the folks that were running it that night, they were ready for everyone to get off the ice and quit taking pictures. Those, uh, yeah. <laughs> they, were, they, were no, they were ready to get their adult league men's going the, uh, the, the game right after. And I just thought, hold on, these guys just won a championship. Let them take a picture of 20. <laughs> yeah, we're in the middle of taking pictures. They had a Zamboni on the ice trying to get us off. Jeez. So you celebrated a little bit with that cup, I understand, huh? Um, yeah, we had, uh, it was a pretty fun night. <laughs> and, under, and I understand that the cups, uh, it, uh, it got banged up a little bit. Um, it didn't get too bad actually. Really? All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, I was hearing that the, the handles always fell off. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we had to make sure we were careful cause, uh, uh, Berman threatened us if we, uh, broke it that it'd be a back skate. So, Oh no. We, we, we had to be pretty careful with it and, uh, ended up in one piece. So that was good. That is gay. That's, that's great for me. Um, <laughs> you, you guys right now are leading the conference again this season. Um, and you're leading it by a fair margin. Um, and so you're set up to, uh, you're, you're in a, I guess the pole position, if you will, to, to, uh, repeat as conference champions, um, you've played 11 games so far. You've won seven of them outright and another one in either overtime or shootout. I think it was a shootout. So, um, 
Uh, you guys are set up pretty well to, to repeat. That'll be kind of fun. Hopefully you can do it, uh, if it is a repeat, you can do it there on the home ice there at the TCC, huh? Yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be nice. I think um, or I think we have three more games at home for the conference, and then uh, we have a weekend in Colorado. So uh, it'd be nice to do it at home. And, can start the partying right away instead of having the bus ride home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean start the studying and, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Now you're paired, you, you, you're paired with a, with a fellow there at U of a Nolan Bivolchik. Am I saying that right? I've, I've heard it. I think it's Bivolsik. Bivolsik. Okay. There we go. Cause I've also heard it called that way. So, but you're paired with Nolan and, and Nolan's not, uh, he's not your typical backup. He's more like a, with, if you're the one, he's more the one a, I mean, uh, what's, what's that like to have a guy who's, you know, just as good nipping at your heels, kind of, uh, you know, a partner, if you will, in terms of uh, goaltender where, you know, the load isn't all on you, but what, but he's right there, right on your heels. What's that like? Um, it's, Definitely, I like it a lot. It adds competition, which is um, which is nice. You don't get, I mean, you don't get complacent. Um, you knowing that, I mean, he's easily capable capable of being a number one. So it adds competition. But um, I mean, we get along so well that I mean, this is our third year together. Um, and we get along so well. So I mean, it's I mean, it's friendly competition. But um, it definitely helps us push each other to uh, be better and. Um, and be the best that we can. Is he, so it sounds like um, you, you guys are both competitive, but also very supportive of one another. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I think we're, I mean, really supportive of each other. And I mean, no matter who's in that, um, the other guy's going to support the other one and I mean, be their, be their biggest fan. All right. Well, no, no one listens to this podcast, Anthony. So I'm just going <laughs> to ask you a question in a shootout. Who's better? You or Nolan? Um, I think it just depends on the day. Oh, come on. Come on. Uh, seriously, I think it just depends on the day. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, we do shootouts in practice uh, just in case we do have to go into one. Um, uh, it just kind of depends. It, there's really no – I don't think you could say one of us is better than the other. It, just, it depends on the day. Do you have any sort of a uh, – I know you're not a you're not a skater participating in the shootout, but do you have any sort of a, a secret move or a plan as to what you do in a shootout? Um, the, I mean, the, re- the reason I asked this, Anthony, here's, here's what I've noticed. And I don't want to, I'm probably going to blow somebody's game up. The, the <laughs> goal, the goaltender at Colorado state, whenever he gets into a shootout, the second shooter, he always comes out and throws a poke check on the puck. He, he, he gets at the top of the crease and then he skates at the guy while he's looking at the stick. And before you know it, he's on you and he just pokes the puck away. Yeah. So, and, and he, I've, I must've seen a half dozen of the kids shootouts. He does it the second shooter all the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really don't have anything. Uh, I mean, I just try to be patient. It's my biggest thing. Okay. Uh, but I, I don't have a, I don't do a flying poke check or anything crazy like that. (laughs) (laughs) Try to be patient and let them make the first move and I kind of just go from there. In addition to winning the WCHL championship and getting that trophy, you also won the cactus cup last year. Um, uh, what was, and I think this is what the second year in a row that you've won the cactus cup. Yeah, yeah, I won it, won it for the first time my freshman year, um, which was uh, pretty special. Because uh, all the seniors on that team were there for, I mean, I think four years, and every game they played ASU, they would get killed, and it'd just be, 
be kind of a gong show. Um, so it was kind of special doing it my freshman year for the the seniors that suffered that pain of knowing that they're going to play. They're going to lose. Yeah. Um, and finally being able to, to win the Cactus Cup um, was pretty awesome. And um, I mean, that's a goal of ours every year is to, to win that and keep it in Tucson. And yeah. That's uh, uh, the thing that struck me about the Cactus Cup, the trophy itself, it doesn't have a top on it. <laughs> did did it did it once have a top on it as far as you know uh or did it get broken off in the past two years or is it just that's how it was um i i think it has i don't know if it still has its top or not but it did my freshman year i know that yeah, I, thought, um, I thought it had like a little cactus on top of it and the last time yeah, i saw it it had like a cover with a hole where it would have connected yeah, i think it definitely broke off yeah um because I think there was like a player or something on top when yeah. we first got it, and it wasn't very wasn't on there very well, so it fell off pretty easily. And <laughs> I just don't think we cared to put it back on. I gotcha. In that uh, in that the the thing that I thought was pretty uh, sweet, somebody made a base um, for that cactus cup, and that base, you know, when that, that trophy sits in your locker room, and it's uh, that base is pretty sweet, made out of uh, some wood, and what you have a couple of pucks, I think, that are in there. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, one of our uh, one of our fans made it for us, and it's awesome. It's it's like a big big box and has uh has the like cactuses on the side, and then the big A in the middle, and it has holes for um for the pucks that the games that we win, and uh, it's it's pretty awesome. I didn't expect that to come to the locker room when it did. Everyone was pretty excited. Yeah, what what uh, Anthony? What's that like if you're when you play at the TCC, you're playing in front of anywhere from, let's say, on a bad night, a couple of hundred folks, to on a really good night, five, six, seven thousand folks on an ASU night. What's it? What's it like to to play there at the TCC? Uh, it's it's awesome. Um, I mean, we have the one o'clock games because of the road runners, which suck. And then you have maybe fifty people in there um, on a Friday at one o'clock. So uh, that those ones suck, but um, I mean the ASU games when we get when we get the big crowds and I mean everyone's there that I mean they're all there for us. I mean we don't get very many ASU fans coming into the building. Um, it, it's it gets really rowdy and loud and um, it's a blast. When you go on the road and um, you see, you know some places draw a decent crowd uh, Missouri State draws a really good crowd uh, Central Oklahoma draws a decent little crowd but then you go to other places like uh, Colorado or in, in Oklahoma and Arkansas and they get you know they get like a U of A at one o'clock in the afternoon type of a crowd I mean what's uh, what's that like for you I mean do you care with the crowd size I mean they're not part of the game so I guess I'm wondering does that does the crowd size uh, or, or the do they have any sort of an impact on how you play? Um, not for me, no. I mean, I, I prepare the same way no matter what time the game's at. I mean, it doesn't matter if the crowd's big or not. I'm going um, you know, to play my game. Um, it doesn't really affect me. Um, but, I mean, a small crowd kind of just sucks the energy out of the building, especially in a, a big rink like the TCC. Um, so, I mean, it, I think it has an effect on – teams that come into it and have to play that one o'clock game. Um, 
because I mean, like I said, there's probably maybe 50 to 100 people in there. And it's pretty silent, so it kind of just takes the energy out of the rink. But um, I think, I mean, for me and the team personally, like the it we're used to it by now to where it doesn't affect us at all. Okay. Okay. Well, other than you, you've been around the conference now for a little bit, and I always ask uh, players the same dumb question just because I'm kind of curious as to everyone's uh, particular preferences. So other than the TCC, your home rank, what's your favorite um, rank in the conference to play in, in the Western Collegiate League? Um, I'd have to say Missouri State. Why is that? That's, uh, I mean, they always get good crowds, which makes it fun to play in. Um you know, it's a nice low rink there. It gets loud and gets rowdy, and it's enemy territory, and they're always against you. So it's pretty fun. All right, and what? And how about the flip side of that? What's the What's the one that you you really just don't like playing in? It's your least uh, favorite. When Arkansas was in the conference. I didn't like that rink. That rink was <laughs> it was weird. I felt like it was smaller than a normal rink, and they, I mean they didn't get very many people either. So it. I think it was just the size of the rink threw me off. I felt like it was smaller for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah that's probably the worst one when okay. they were in the conference. Yeah. I think that's unanimous uh, from from everyone that I've spoken to. that uh, They always say when Arkansas was in the conference, boy, that rink really stunk <laughs> with a 13-foot neutral zone. And uh, I was yeah, told that that was a 200 by 85 regulation sheet, uh, but – I didn't get out and walk it or anything, so I, yeah, I mean, something something wasn't right. I know, I know that for sure. Yeah, I know. I know that neutral zone was about as uh, big as a coffee table, and that was about it. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, um, tell tell us. I mean, other than hockey and studying for you said pharmaceutical sciences. Yeah, that's it. What uh, what do you what does Anthony Churro like to do in his in his spare time other than hang around with his hound mix uh, who's in a cage right now not liking it Yeah, um, I mean when I have time and I like to play golf. Um, I mean Arizona is perfect for golf. I don't know how many golf courses we have here, and I mean it's always fun to play out, go out and play, play eighteen holes with. I mean with the boys or it's my dad. It, I mean it's always fun. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, I can go on hikes and stuff too. Um, it really depends on what time of year it is because summertime it's <laughs> way too hot to go on hikes. You might die. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, during the winter, I mean, right now it's I mean, perfect outside. Uh, so just being outside, especially during the wintertime, is, is, I can't really go wrong with it. Can't go wrong with that. It's uh, especially this time of the year when – you see reports of uh, blizzards and snowstorms in the, you know, in Colorado or up north, and you're walking outside in shorts and uh, flip flops, uh, or out golfing and it's 70 degrees. You're like, hmm, that must really stink. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I, mean, I think today it was like 65 and sunny, and can't really can't go wrong with that at all. Now I remember last year, Coach Berman um, brought the team to Mount Lemon for a team bonding exercise. Is that? Was that right, or was that the year before? Um, it might have been the year before I even got here. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't think we. Trying to think, I don't think since I've been here, we've been to Mount Lemon. Well, I was going to ask you if, how that went. If he just drove you guys up there and said, "Hey, have fun," or if he made you guys run all the way up there, or, or what? But that might have been a little bit before your time, huh? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. It was probably the year before I got here. 
All right. All right. You ever been up there? Uh, I've been up there once. And I mean, it, you don't expect it. That's for sure. It's, there's pine trees and um, I think it's snowing up there right now, actually. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, drive maybe probably a half hour max from campus and it, it's a different, completely different scenery. Yeah. I mean, you can go from the desert in 65 degrees to uh, like an alpine forest. Yeah, in, yeah. In a half an hour. Just crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely pretty it's pretty awesome though. I, I don't think you get that experience very many places. Tell me uh before we let you go, Anthony, and we do appreciate your time here this evening, you gotta give us a good Chad Berman story. Oh I gotta think about this one. Well, yeah, in in one that's <laughs> rated PG, okay. Yeah. Um I never see the guy. I, I always want to give him a hard time. I never see him without that little uh, uh, board that he swings around and takes with him all the time. The little, um, the, the the dry erase board that's with him. Yeah, he is always he's always packing that around. <laughs> it's like stapled um, to his hip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, put me on the spot. I can't right. think of. All right. Well, hey, that's I guess I that's mean, good. That means you're not going to get in trouble or anything, share. right? Uh, he has his fair share of breaking fans in the locker room and we're not playing well. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I can't really think of any. Okay. All right. Well, Hey, that's good. That means no bag skate, right? I'd hate for yeah, coach Berman to listen to this and say, okay, you're skating Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> saving myself and saving the team from uh, getting bag skating <laughs> when we get back. All right. All right. Well, very, very good. Well, Anthony, I listen, I appreciate your time very, very much. Uh, continued success at uh, U of A. Um, through the rest of the season, and I look forward to um, seeing you in Frisco, if not earlier, when I have to bring a uh, when I might have to bring another trophy out there. Uh, that sounds good. Thank you. I appreciate appreciate you having me on. Not a problem. All right, that's Anthony Churro from the University of Arizona Wildcats.